Would you open God's precious holy word to the Revelation chapter 8? And we're going to be in verses 7 through the rest of the chapter. I think it's 13, verse 13. Start with verse 7. The first four sounds of the trumpets from the angels. Let's remind ourselves of a couple of things. Number one, everything that we experience in the book of the Revelation is the gift from the Father to the Son of the revealing or the unveiling of Christ. When you read this, you see, by the, certainly by this time, it's no longer the day of man. It is the day of the Lord. There, there aren't any governments or administrations or committees or whatever that have even enough time to meet to figure out how to deal with what's about to happen, much less what has already happened. So this is, this is the gift of the Father to the Son that he could be revealed to us. This is, how the, this is how the Bible ends, showing us the fullness of the person of the Son of God. So he's the one who opens the, the, the seals and, and all of this that's discharged in judgment comes from him. John on Patmos, now a very old man, the last of the living apostles, never knew him that way. Not like this. The church needs to understand and then this will complete the canon of scripture, but it also, it also will reveal and complete our understanding, our knowledge of the Christ of God. So that's the first thing we need to keep in mind. This is a gift to the church. It's a gift to the son uh, from the father and the father allows the revelation. That's how the book starts. And so John will appoint his last living apostle and thus the revelation Secondly, we should keep in mind as we get into these first four trumpets, verse five, we're on verse seven, but verse five will serve as our introduction because it leads right into what happens here. Verse six is just the verse that tells us that the angels prepared themselves to blow their trumpets. But verse five tells us about the angel who is attending in a, in a heavenly way to the altar of incense, which contains all of the prayers of the saints. Added to it is the incense of heaven. We learn from the book of Exodus when the tabernacle was built that uh, coals of fire from the brass altar were placed into a censer, a a, a sort of a slightly curved um, plate 
like an offering plate, I guess. It had incense. It had the mixture of incense there. And then the flame would be put on it and it would smoke and it would smell real good. This happened at the time of the prayers that were being offered in, in Israel, the prayer times. So it, was, it depicted the prayers of the saints and these prayers when added to the incense, which is the perfect essence of Christ. When you add that to it, it is a sweet smelling savor to the, to the Lord. Well, this is the heavenly part of it. But now we're coming to the consummation and all the prayers of the saints added to this heavenly censer with its incense. And then this angel casts it down to earth. So it's a weapon. It's been weaponized. This, these, this is a, this is a, a, a mighty uh, um, um, a mighty bomb of fire. Everything that has ever happened that's wrong, everything that's ever happened that's wrong to God's people, to God's nation of Israel, to, or to the Lord's church, everything that is twisted and unbiblical and ungodly, everything added to our prayers for help and sustenance and for the coming of his kingdom and all that added to that is the essence of Christ who now is the judge. And so those prayers bomb planet earth. And when that happened, verse five says there were thunderings and rumblings and flashings of lightning and an earthquake. So the picture is that the casting forth of these prayers has a great effect on the, uh, the ecology, the atmosphere of, uh, of planet Earth. So apparently... This, this horrific thunderstorm begins to go around the world and an earthquake, apparently a tremendous earthquake that one gives way to another and the plates all begin to rub against one another and then the volcanoes begin to erupt and spew fire and lava and smoke tens of thousands of feet into the air and this brings us then, the discharged prayers bring, uh, that brings us to the, to the first trumpet, to the first angel's trumpet. So they're in a mess already before the trumpets ever start. They were in a mess from, from the first seals that were broken. The silence in heaven that is mentioned in the early part of this chapter is broken by the, by the blasting of the trumpets of the angels. So, here we go. And the first sounded his trumpet, and there was hail and fire 
having been mixed with blood and it was cast upon the earth. Now that's a result of that, of those prayers, that, that fire that was cast down, which were the prayers of the saints, having, having caused a, a, a tremendous storm, volcanoes erupting up way up, steam and water blasting upward high into the sky. And when it gets high enough, it turns into hail. And then the hailstones begin to fall like, like little, like rocks from David's sling everywhere. And they're coming at hundreds of miles an hour all over the place. So what happens when a hailstone traveling it at such high speed, what happens when a hailstone pops a man on the head? His blood goes up. It's not just myths, animals, everything that has blood. So the hailstones, the volcanic, the lava that's blasted forward and falling as, as, as liquid fire everywhere, blasting life on planet Earth, and the, the lava that, that falls and the lightnings that strike set the world on fire such that a third of the Earth was burned up. One third of the Earth. And a third of the trees were burned up. Rainforests. Forests, trees, and all the green grass was burned up. Vegetation, crops, animals can't eat now. Man can't eat. There's no sense. <laughs> There's no sense worrying. Listen, even if you had a bug out bag, you're still in a mess. You don't have you don't have enough Vienna sausage to carry you through this, or spam, or whatever deviled ham. You can imagine the terror in the world. With a third of the earth on fire, the smoke would rise, it would mix with the volcanic ash, and it begins to have an effect all over the place. It would even have an effect on weather patterns. People couldn't breathe very good, very well. And, and so they begin to, their eyes will sting and they choke a little bit. All of their food has been burned up. All the green grass burned up. Animals can't eat. Animals begin to die in a wholesale fashion. Hardly anything can hide in the forest anymore. It's practically gone up in smoke. That's just the first trumpet. And the second angel sounded his trumpet. And something like a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. The first trumpet brings destruction to the land. The second trumpet brings destruction to the sea, to the oceans. The word is aster uh, later on. Here it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a mountain. Later on, Aster, but it obviously is a, some kind of comment. Can you imagine this? 
They're tracking this thing. They're looking at it. And they're beginning to decide this thing is going to impact planet Earth. And it's the size of a big mountain. Now something far less than that can create tremendous damage. And this thing is headed to, where's it going to hit? Well, you know, the 144,000 could tell them where it's going to hit. It's going to hit the sea. But they're tracking this thing. I can just see this is the gospel according to Charles. You can take it or leave it. Choking to death. Things are burning on fire. You're trying to run into the house and your dog gets splattered with a hailstone. You're watching this thing. The reports are going. This thing is going to impact us. There's no, there's no doubt about it. We just don't know exactly where it's going to hit. It's going to hit in the sea. Read the Bible. So this, this horrific comet hits the sea. One third of the sea becomes blood. A third of all of the living creatures in the sea died. There are a lot of critters in the sea. It's, it's, it's amazing how much life, how it teems with life, all kinds of life. One third of them die. So, <laughs> suppose you try to get away from the smoke and, and, the, and the hailstones and, and all this. Just suppose you think, well, I think I'm going to take a run to the beach. Dead fish are washing up everywhere. The water looks like blood. A lot of it looks like blood. We, we lived in Key West and we used to see the, the red, uh, what do they call it? Red tide, red tide, where these microorganisms die once a year for some reason. And they stink and everything turns red in the water. It takes a while for it to go away. Well, this is a lot worse than that. So now the sea comes under the judgment of God. It's the day of the Lord. A third of the living creatures in the sea died. And a third of the ships were destroyed. Tsunamis. What happens when the biggest thing to hit the earth in known history hits the ocean and all of these after effects and the tsunamis and what about the ships that a third of them are destroyed, gone? And whoever was on the ships, I suppose, suppose there were earth dwellers trying to escape the judgments and they said, let, let me take a cruise. Well, that's too bad. Didn't, didn't work there either. You can't escape the great day of the Lord. Third angel sounded his trumpet. Here's the word aster. The great star fell out of heaven, burning like a torch. It fell upon a third of the rivers and upon the springs of waters. Okay, so the land has come under judgment. The sea has come under judgment. Fresh water comes under judgment. 
It fell upon a third of the waters and upon the springs of waters. The name of the star is called Absinthus, Wormwood. And a third of the waters became Wormwood. That's a Absinthon. There is a poison called absinthe. A-B-S-I-N-T-H, I think. King James Version calls it hemlock, I believe. We all know what hemlock does to you. It kills you. It's poison. It's believed that this comes from a root. So, a third of all the fresh water is poisoned. Many of the men died from the waters because they were made harsh or, or bitter. So now it's difficult to get a drink. The water, the water supply of the world has just diminished tremendously. So the forests are burning. The volcanoes are erupting. The earth is quaking. The seas are sending forth tsunamis, destroying ships, animal life, plant life, sea life. Men are dying. It's hard to find a drink of water. This is the third trumpet. And the fourth angel sounded his trumpet. First the earth, then the sea, then the water supply, and now the sky. And a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them should be darkened. And the day should not appear for a third of it, and the night likewise. The light source for planet Earth just went down by 33%. This has yet still another tremendous effect on the weather patterns. There are blizzards in South Florida and along the equator, and it's so much colder the further you get away from the equator because a third of the light has been turned down. It doesn't stay that way. It gets turned up later on and men are scorched. So you have an even further judgment so that the sky is darkened, a third of it. You see, these earth dwellers worshipped planet earth. That was their god, earth god. We're going to keep it from, we're not going to, we're not going to allow the ozone layer to be destroyed. We're not going to allow people to kill whales. We're not going to let people set forest fires. 
God didn't get that memo. The ecology of the world is being dismantled. Everything that man needs to live, everything that the earth dwellers have worshipped, everything that they knew they could handle and take care of, there's no way. All of these things, they are beyond help. This is such a cataclysmic, catastrophic series of events that people surely are going mad. The quality of air to breathe has diminished. The quality of water to drink, wherever it can be found. The source of food, the sources of food. And God's not through yet. Now, this is just the first four angels. It takes about 11 verses, I think, or whatever, to talk about the first four, or less than that, I guess, to, to talk about what happens with the first four. It takes more, I think it takes more than 50 verses to describe what happens with the last three trumpets. Now, we're well into the Great Tribulation. It is indeed the day, of, the day of man is over. It's the day of the Lord. And I looked and I heard one eagle flying in the midheaven saying in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those dwelling on the earth because of the remaining voices of the three trumpet angels being about to sound their trumpets. Now, how did that make you feel? Just when you thought things, I mean, I don't know how many people are still left in their right minds. I, it's, 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 such a, it's such a picture of doom, unimaginable doom. But Jesus is not through yet. He still has three trumpets left and each one of those is so much worse than any of these which will lead right into the bowls of wrath, which are far worse than the trumpets. A little respite so that people can be warned that it's not over. Four have sounded, three are yet to come. And all I can say is, woe, woe, woe to those because there are three trumpet blasts Yet to come. This is the day of the Lord. When those prayers were discharged, every mistreatment, every twisted leader and government, all of the reprobate of all times who have sought to mistreat and destroy the people of God, the thought of God, to wipe away the name of Jesus and the sweet gospel that his people have preached. No wonder Psalm 2 says, kiss the son lest 
he be angry. So this is just the first four of the trumpets. And we'll pick it up next time with the last three, God willing. Well, well, get a smile on your face because we're, we're up there and not down here. That whole thing is to avenge us. That's what it's all about. That ought to make us happy. We can just na 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 boo boo all we want to the world because at that point they have it coming. Been warned for generations. The Bible has been taught and preached. Prophets, apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists. All the way into the first three and a half years of the two witnesses and then the 144,000. And finally, uh, an angel in midheaven, not this one, that proclaims the everlasting gospel. But we're going to find in a couple of, well, I think it's in the next chapter, they would not repent. They would not repent. Because for some twisted reason, men love darkness more than light. We'll have our deacon prayer time now.